listening to a collection of interviews conducted on arts and culture on The Morning Mixtape with your host, Nicole DiDonato. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9.15 a.m. on CGRU 12.80 a.m. in Toronto or stream it online at CGRU.ca. Welcome to Arts and Culture on the Morning Mixtape. I'm your host, Nicole DiDonato. On today's show, I'll be playing an interview I did with Luke Rose of Toronto alternative rock band Ivory Hours. The band is comprised of Luke Rose, who does vocals and plays guitar, and Thomas Perkwin, who plays drums. Fusing alternative rock with a modern pop aesthetic, Ivory Hours is a group defined by their resistance to convention. They released their new album, Dreamworld, on June 10th. Dreamworld represents a new era, juxtaposing synthesizers and monolithic hooks with walls of guitar and fuzzed-out bass. In the interview, Luke and I talked about the band's new album, their songwriting process, and their recent show in Toronto. Let's check it out. Hey Luke, how are you doing today? Very good, thank you. Thanks so much for joining me, I appreciate it. My pleasure. Awesome. So to begin, I wanted to ask you, how did Ivory Hours first start? Um, I was at school in Kingston at Queens and kind of and just writing a lot of music. Um, and by the end of my last year there, I had a, a bunch of tunes uh, together and just ended up calling the other musicians that I knew and, and putting it together. Um, it's since been through some lineup changes and stuff like that. Um, and we've, you know, we moved to Vancouver originally and came back to London and now I'm living here in Toronto as well. So lots of changes, but that was the start. Nice. Yeah, I like how you've kind of been all over too. And now you're in Toronto, which is fun. Great music scene here, but great music scene all around Canada too. So it's cool that you kind of got to experience a bit of everything. Um, yeah, and I was wondering too, where did the name Ivory Hours come from? Um, it was kind of an amalgamation of a a uh, couple different influences. I, I wanted to call it the Violet Hours originally from a T.S. Eliot poem, um, but due to copyright um, issues, we we didn't do that. Um, so we ended up pulling in Ivory instead, as uh, um, just we were kind of like shooting ideas around. And my buddy Jay was reading Heart of Darkness or something. It's all about the Ivory trade, and so he threw that out, and that's how it all came together. Yeah, no, I love the name. I think it's a great name for sure. And it's, it's cool to kind of see the meaning behind it and where it all came from. And um, yeah, in other news, I know you guys have done some really great things. And one of them is that you guys won the Edge's Next Big Thing contest in the summer of 2015. So I was wondering, what was that experience like for you? And how has it impacted what you do today? It was really amazing and unexpected in a lot of ways. Um yeah, and it, it's done a ton for us since then. That was like, you know, our that was how we broke onto commercial radio, um, which we hadn't done before and is a really difficult thing for indie bands. Um, but yeah, that summer was just really special. We kind of just entered entered the tune in it and things kept going well and people were voting and then we played that big final show that just went really, really well. And so, um, yeah, we met some really great people through that. 
Yeah, no, it's definitely a great opportunity and well-deserved, too. You guys are amazing. I love your new album, which we'll get to in a bit. But I know that um, when that contest came around, um, your radio debut, Warpaint, kind of helped you, I guess, win the contest. Or I know you kind of, that was kind of your first breakthrough, I guess, to the commercial radio world, like you said. So can you tell me a bit about that track and, yeah, just your thoughts on it? Yeah, sure. I I mean, still really, really fun to play. People seem to like it quite a bit. Um, it originated just from uh, this like guitar and bass kind of demo that I had put together. And then um, at that time, I, I was kind of making, I would make like an instrumental um, and then afterwards kind of come up with lyrics and a melody and stuff like that and for that album in particular we're working on a really like tight timeline so that was a couple weeks before the studio and I knew I really liked the sound of that thing and the like delay riff and and whatnot um and just yeah got lucky one day yelling some vocal melodies over top of it and and put it together actually pretty quickly yeah, I love that. And um, yeah, your sound is very cool, too, because it's it's like alternative rock, but there's also some pop. And it's just you have very like dance worthy songs, too. Like you just want to like you feel good listening to them, but they're still about meaningful things, which is really cool. And I feel like sometimes hard to accomplish when you're tr- when you're kind of trying to do both things. So amazing. I love it. And um, yeah, no problem. And in terms of the band's sound, how did you guys kind of develop your sound or decide that those were the types of genres of music that you wanted to make? I think that's, um, yeah, it's, it's always been a developing process. When I first got into um, kind of writing songs and that kind of thing, um, as for this project, like I was into a lot of like folk kind of music and these really like intricate kinds of um, guitar playing. And then, yeah, I don't know, my like taste changed. A lot of that was influenced by all the shows that we played and you just like kind of see what people connect with and um you know you can take that a couple different ways and go for a more like art oriented like theater kind of show but we always you know we're playing like late night and stuff like that and didn't like seeing people like you know yawning during the set so we ended up you know making pretty like um high energy music and and uh I just en- ended up kind of liking it and listening to a lot more bands in that realm, like Phoenix, you know, and, uh, and uh, yeah, so just kind of continued making stuff like that. Yeah, I love it, and I think it's it's a great sound too. I think it it has um yeah like you kind of fuse these genres that are popular, but you make a sound that's very different and unique, and it doesn't sound um like everyone else, which I think is obviously a great thing to be able to do. And um yeah, with that being said, I was wondering in terms of the band's songwriting process, how does that work exactly? Um, I'm a, a really like uh, in the studio kind of writer, so uh, I like to record while uh while i'm writing i use ableton now used to use a couple other different things but in general for me uh it kind of depends on the style of song but i usually like to get like a really good bass and drum groove kind of together use guitar as kind of a thing to fill the um create hooks and kind of fill the void and so lately i've also been getting into uh synthesizers as well which is like a whole a whole new world for me as well but um yeah, I like to be holed up and just kind of trying things. Hearing it back is really important to me. I really enjoy the production process. So, you know, just like how each element is presented is really important to me. So I, I'm not as good at just like 
if I sit down with an acoustic guitar, I'll write like a folk song and that's not necessarily what we need. Right. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, that you kind of um, your songwriting process kind of happens in the studio. And I think it is interesting because you are able to experiment with, like you said, like different sounds or use kind of different instruments that are like available to you there. And I, um, yeah, so it's an interesting process for sure. And um, yeah, so Ivory Hours released a new album on June 10th called Dream World. So how would you describe this album to people who haven't heard it? Um, I would say that it is, yeah, it's alternative uh, alternative pop mixed with some like a lot more rock influences still not like super heavy I guess but a lot more like distorted textures and um, I would say has less of the like dance element that we've had before and is more like you know there are a couple like kind of rocky ballads on it and stuff um, but yeah I'm just like a fan of the the melodies on there for sure yeah, I mean, I think that each song is super cool, and it has, um, yeah, some really, like, some d- songs that you do want to dance to, but also, like I said before, like, meaningful songs as well, which I kind of want to get into um, in just a second. But before that, I was kind of wondering, why did you decide to call the album Dream World? Uh, that came from uh, one of the, t- the songs off the album uh, of the same name, and I think it was one of the first ones that um, that I wrote for the album. I just like really I have no idea that's the like when the 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 best stuff comes uh from who knows where you know it just like kind of hits you and I really liked that chorus uh the whole song kind of is very meaningful to me especially just like on what I've been ruminating on for the last you know year or so while I was um while I was writing it and so when I had the body of songs and it came to kind of like looking at the whole and interpreting how they're all connected, that's what I kind of decided on as a connecting theme um, between them all, this kind of like idea that your um, the way you think shapes your experience of reality. Yeah, and I know I, I love this song, um, Dream World, too. It's one of my favorites off the album, and it's the first track, I believe, off the album. And I was kind of wondering if you could tell me a bit more about what this song is about and how you kind of um, got the inspiration for it. Yeah, um, it's um, it's about, I guess, like fundamentally um, kind of having a spiritual experience without any of the dogma associated with... Um, with religion or anything like that, um, you know, which is kind of like a new agey thing or whatever. I don't know. It's not a unique thing, but it's, um, for me, I just, the being out in nature, sometimes you can just have like an incredibly powerful experience. It's, it's so meaningful and just feels so right. And I think it's important to be able to have that without having to try and explain that with like the hand of, god or jesus or something like that which brings all this you know other uh, other things into it that i think just that like pure experience is something that i I hope everybody can experience in in their life um but yeah that's like generally what's it about Yeah, I mean, I love that idea, too, of, yeah, feeling connected, um, like, yeah, spiritually just through 
like I guess natural things like you were saying I just think that's a really interesting kind of idea to explore because I feel like a lot of people yeah struggle to find that kind of connection and I think it's it's interesting um that you kind of want to explore that in the song and um yeah I like when you kind of chant um or in the song or sing we're living in a dream world so don't forget it and I I really love that um line as well and just the way that you uh sing it too it's it's a very powerful thing to hear so Thanks. And I mean, yeah, that is just to like, it's it's a reminder for myself, basically, to like step back sometimes and you get so caught up in the like day to day things that, you know, you kind of forget that there is beauty around you and you just have to take the time for it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Again, such a great point. And I think, yeah, we're very like distracted nowadays too by like social media and everything, technology, everything that's going on. But um, yeah, again, just a really great point. And I love that you were able to kind of explore that. And um, yeah, the next song that I want to talk about is the lead single off the album, Shadow Kids. So this is a super fun song. I love it. Um, and I was just wondering if you could tell me a bit about the story behind it. Yeah. Um that one came about, I think, I, again, I had kind of like created that groove and, and stuff, the the um, fundamental parts of the songs that I really liked. Um, and then when it came time to writing lyrics and stuff, I'd been having a lot of ca- conversations about feminism and learning a lot from some women in my life, uh, getting schooled pretty, pretty hard on that, actually. And I had an entirely different concept of what it meant. Um, and I had no idea that it was actually very inclusive to men if you share the same ideals. And a lot of it's, you know, just about, it's about equality, but also about people just like men and women both being able to be emotional creatures without being looked down as like weak or, you know, um, incapable, which, you know, people seem to do that in a lot of scenarios, which is unfortunate. Um, so... Yeah, so that when it came down to to that, that's kind of what I put into that song in in a more like specific sense. You know, I hear stories all the time of people like women trying to go for a run at night or something and getting catcalled or like feeling uncomfortable or unsafe, which just seems entirely unreasonable and then that even happens during the daytime when you're just trying to walk down the street and people are like constantly invading your personal sphere, which I think, you know, is a thing that uh men largely downplay you don't think about that very much because it seems so commonplace but it's just like to constantly be bombarded like that must must be terrible um so it's it's about kind of standing up for yourself sticking together with the people um who also believe you know in those same ideals and collectively kind of trying to inspire some change Yeah, I mean, even just hearing you explain that, I mean, uh, yeah, it it is a reality for like a lot of women and especially in like big cities too, it happens a lot. And I think it's it's interesting too that you were able to kind of write about that in the song and um, capture that kind of like idea. And I think, yeah, it's interesting too, because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that feminism does just mean equality for men and women. So I think it's it's cool that you kind of pointed that out too, because um, yeah, it's, it's definitely an important topic nowadays too. And um, people are becoming more aware of like the importance of that. So yeah, I really love that you um, tapped into that for the song. And, um, and yeah, so you also released a music video for Shadow Kids, which I loved. It was so well done. Um, so I was wondering if you could tell me how you came up with the concept for the video. Sure. Um, I, I wanted something that sort of told the story of the lyrics. Um, and uh, I really wanted to involve my friend Mary Dora in that, who's a brilliant dancer. Um, and so I kind of asked her to choreograph a whole dance around it, which she did an amazing job kind of with, 
you know, that's not my realm. I do music stuff, but she does dance. That's her professional calling. And so, you know, to interpret it in her movements, these like ideas that are in the lyrics. And I think she did a really cool job of that. Um, and, uh, yeah. And we did like, you know, for the second verse involves some of these, there's some male dancers that come in. Um, and those guys are really, really nice fellows and talented as well. But we kind of, we, um, filmed that in uh, Graffiti Alley here in, in Toronto. It has kind of like a really cool look to it. And um, and then we did some shooting actually out outside of London. I got to play around with some gasoline, which is really, really fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a really, um, it's a really great video. And I, and I love too how it does really tell the story and it brings it to life. And yeah, she's a great dancer and just, um, yeah, I was very like mesmerized by the whole thing. And, um, yeah, I just, I really love it. And it's, it's really cool too, because I know recently too, like dance, well, I know dancing in music videos has always been a thing, but like having the main person be like a dancer and kind of expressing that story through them has become like a big thing now. So I think it's cool that you, um, did that for the song and yeah, well done. Love it. Thanks. No problem. And um, so another song I want to talk about is Blindsided. So this is another one of my favorites off the album. And I was wondering if you could just tell me a bit about the songwriting process for this song. That one, I think, um, I'll have to think for a sec. I think that that was uh, an old riff that I just had in my phone. And when I was trying to um, get some more tunes together for this album I had some old like voice memo kind of things that I went through and I just remember really liking that kind of intro uh riff pulled it out one day and yeah just got inspired enough to to make that I think I rewrote the chorus a couple times but um yeah I'd met somebody new at the time and you know there's a lot of songs like historically of mine that are about like you know, longing and like old love and stuff like this, that. So this was kind of, you know, an unexpected thing, but really, really nice. And so that's uh, how that came about. Very nice. I love that. And and yeah, so another song, I wish we could talk about all the songs because they're all um, have really interesting stories and um, sound really cool. But another, the last song I want to talk about for now is Invincible. So um, yeah, I want, I was wondering if you could just, yeah, explain some more about this song. Sure. That's sort of been in that same vein as well. Um, you, you know, me trying to be like a little bit more positive and again, inspired by this new person and what you can, what you can achieve when you, you know, commit yourself to another person and you kind of become a unit and you can rely on each other and you do become like greater than, you know, than the two of you in that, in that sense. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's about having like a safe place in in another person, um, someone you can confide in, and and the power that that gives you. Right. Yeah. And I was wondering too, like in terms of where you get inspiration from for from your songs, um, is it usually like through personal experience, or just do you just kind of like have an idea and you just kind of write, or yeah, how does that work for you? I, th I think for all the ones on this album, it was generally inspired by personal experience in some way or another they're not like directly autobiographical but um yeah I did I think it was mostly that for this album but I have historically done some more narrative kind of songs which are fun because you know you can only experience so much and if you want to talk about um you know sometimes you can imagine a, a, a story that you know didn't happen to you directly and that's a neat way to write as well but I don't know I kind of waffle with that because it's harder to um 
I think, make that feel very personal, even though it is, like, you know, something that you wrote. It's just, like, easier to sing it emotionally if it actually happened to you in some way. Exactly, yeah. No, I totally agree. And I think, yeah, I feel like that's where you get the most kind of, like, genuine reactions or, like, responses is because you can tell that like you feel it like when you sing it you know what I mean so I think yeah. I think that's definitely an important thing with songwriting too and um yeah I just I really love the album it's super fun and yeah so you were currently on tour um for this album you're doing a fall tour and I know that you're going to be performing in Toronto on September 16th at Rivoli so I was wondering if you could just tell me what's in store for that performance we got a pretty fun set list together um uh, for this tour um, mixture of old and new tunes. We've got a new new bass player on board for uh, for the Riv show as well, our buddy Carson. So that should be fun. Um, and Rivs, yeah, pretty small room. Should be packed and very sweaty. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I like that though that you're kind of going to be playing some older tracks as well. And um, and yeah, and, and I know you've have you already performed at a couple places um, for the album? I'm assuming yes, right? Yeah, we played right. a couple shows through the summer, and we played in London. Uh, last night which was fantastic right and yeah what has the response been to uh, your new album how are how are people feeling can you can you tell from yeah, your shows nobody has told me that it sucks so that's <laughs> that's a good start no but it seems like people are really enjoying it it's always neat to see um people uh like different songs of ours i guess like a lot of people like blindsided but a lot of people also like some of the like kind of heavier cuts so it's neat to see that that spread because I like to have a bit of breadth to the sound of the album so I enjoy that yeah exactly and I think that says a lot too about um you and like your music is that yeah if, if a bunch of people love different things it means that you obviously did something right and you can connect to people with different songs that are about different instances you know and they relate to people so very nice and um yeah and with that being said I was kind of wondering um moving forward what's what's next for you guys I know you guys are um, going on tour like you said um but is there anything else in the works any other new music that you're working on I know it's pretty soon but <laughs> yeah I'm actually really excited to um start start writing again I get this like kind of itchy feeling that that it's time and I had you know spent a lot of time outside in this in the summer which was really refreshing to to get away for a bit and now as it gets colder I'm definitely yeah you get more productive I think in the winter but that's gonna be awesome I have some fantastic news that I'm not allowed to share with you yet um and I wish I could <laughs> but that's gonna be great for the next couple weeks um and then uh yeah, another really cool thing is we're working on a, a beer collaboration with a brewery from London. That's something I've always wanted to do, and they're, they're brewing us this uh, session IPA. Super cool folks at uh, Forked River Brewing. So that might actually become an LCBO release, which could be cool. Oh, wow. And, yeah, how, how did that happen? That's so cool. That's very different. I've never heard of anyone doing that. That's it's just, yeah, they're a um, brewery from London. Um, they, they had been kind of looking to do something like that, and... Uh, I, I, I've been thinking about it for years, I guess. So um just seemed like a good opportunity to to do so. We got in touch, kind of chatted about the kinds of beers that we like and stuff like that. And yeah, so Dream World IPA is on the way. Nice. Look out for that, everyone. Fun stuff. Um, yeah. And, and I guess now going back to kind of you and your music, um, you so is there anyone that you would want to collab with in Toronto? Like any artists that yeah you're hoping to collab with one day or... Geez, Louise! <laughs> I don't. There's there are a lot of people that I would like to sit down in a room with. I don't know, particularly, 
honestly, I'd like to write with a lot of people. There's like the Tokyo Police Club dudes and the Elwins and uh, Frig. There's a lot of really good musicians mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Cool. Well, who knows what will happen, right? Um, yeah, awesome. And so just to wrap up, I was wondering, where can people go to find out more information about you and your music? You can catch us on all social media platforms, except for Snapchat. I suck at Snapchat, <laughs> but I just did my first Instagram story yesterday, so that's going to be fun. But uh, ivoryhours.com for everything else. We've got merch and tickets and all that good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, you guys are really easy to find. Just Google Ivory Hours and they'll pop up. And yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to add? That's all. We hope to see you at the Rivoli on Saturday. Perfect. Thank you so much once again for joining me. Thank you. I would like to thank Luke Rose once again for coming into the studio to speak with me. To find out more about Ivory Hours, visit their website ivoryhours.com and connect with them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also be sure to take a listen to their album Dream World on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nicole DiDonato. This was Arts and Culture on the Morning Mixtape.